Praise the Lord. We thank God for tonight. I was thinking why sometimes the Spirit of the Lord will say such simple things. That if only you would do what I tell you to do. If only you would do. And so then, for me, it tells us that maybe we are getting it wrong. God wants us to do what he tells us to do. Simply that. It is not complicated. And yet, when you say, so when God comes out like that, I pray we don't take it for granted. Hallelujah. And I know that he said it in relation to evangelism. Because there was an addition that said, you go out there and tell them. I, I don't know. We are in a month of evangelism. We have announced it. I pray that you would allow your spirit to connect it in such a way that you will live a life of evangelizing every time. Hallelujah. You know, I... I said to myself, it will be a cliche if we just come and say a month of evangelism, this person is leading and everybody closes his goal. So, so I spoke to my own self that I'm dragging you along. So on Sunday I made an announcement and said to people, those who want to join me should join me. I was happy. I had few people come and join me yesterday. I couldn't thank God enough. The joy of stepping out there. And I got souls. I got them. In fact, it is only when you are going out, that's when you see that there are multitude out there. When I started driving, I, I, I saw a little traffic here. So in my mind, oh, there may be traffic. So I veered to go and join the Pogas Road because we were going to my area. And then uh, my wife took bold step and she went, only to tell me that there was no traffic. So I, okay. Then I got there, but on the way, the fact that I had people who were going out, and all of a sudden, I could see many people. It was as if, okay, stop and go and start. Stop and go and start. I could see Hundreds of people by the road. But then I have said to myself, we are going to Chadu. So it's Chadu that I have to go. So brethren, I pray that you will let that connect to your heart in the name of Jesus. That is a month of evangelism. Only be conscious of it and just do it. And men will be saved. Amen. But remember what God said. I have said so to you. Just step out. Simply obey my word. Alright. Heavenly Father, we are very grateful to you for your love and kindness. Thank you for getting us into your purposes and plans that we may live according to your will. Thank you for the spirit of evangelism. We, by your grace, we are being reminded that we can step out there with the word of the Lord. Lord, tonight as we pray, bring, as we study, bring clarity. Let your word come to us in the fullness of the spirit that it will remain in us forevermore. Thank you for utterance and thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, we have prayed and everyone said, Amen. 
I was just thinking about preaching. The preaching of the gospel is the power of God. But I observe that to be able to preach is nothing more than what people can observe about who you are. So it means preaching is one thing. And what people can see about you is another thing. And that's the reason why tonight we are going to be tackling the issue of effective evangelism starts with personal lifestyle. Or starts with your personal life. If you are ever going to be very effective and your life is going to cast a shadow on people, so wa brabo ebe to enipa so amuomu hunu se ensasayebi wumua. I want to tell you that it makes evangelism easy. Praise the Lord. The reason why, excuse me, we have not been effective is because many people think that it is only by talk. It is not true. Absolutely not true. In fact, if people don't even know you and you preach very well, and later on, they get closer to you and they see your real life, you don't know what that is. You are kneeling Jesus afresh. That's what it means. So our lifestyle is very critical. For instance, if I went out there and I got I spoke to somebody about Jesus and and the spirit of the Lord convicted that person. Medewechi, meba, sorry. And then he comes, one, two, three. And then he says, and he settles and becomes part of the church. Later, when he sees something contrary, different from the preaching I made, I have killed Jesus afresh. And that is what is called, we are the enemies of the cross. So what we are studying tonight. So um pesa obaye atamfo ama onyanku poinjuma oye wa kavaria. If you don't want to be an enemy of the cross, please your life must be what you preach. Your life must be what you say. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? When I come and stand here, I want to tell you something. Sometimes, I may not even know what I'm going to say. As much as I study. But when I get an indication by the Spirit and He begins to flow, it teaches my own life. Praise the Lord. And tonight I sense God wants to show us few things. Evangelism will be easy when people come closer and begin to watch our lifestyle and see the consistency in whatever we do. You settle them in Christ. So I beg you, make the Lord touch us and give us that revelation. I'll tell you something. You know, the man Jacob, if it's everybody must read about him, it's, his life is something else. He's, he's, he was a man of promise, oh, but hey, a man that his wife will give birth, and then the other is not giving birth, and then the wife will just give, give him, and the second one, I mean, a man who can marry two sisters. He's a wonderful man. Very, very wonderful. Wonderful in the sense that I learned a lot from him. 
His first wife. Let me just give you a gist of what I'm talking about. So if you haven't gone in depth to Bible. Jacob was a twin. Isaac's son. There's a whole to talk about him. The long and short of it all was that he took off from the house, running away from his father. And then he landed in his mother's hometown. And then he, got, he went and got for himself his mother's brother's daughter to marry. Because when he got to the hometown, he was asking about his uncle, who is Laban. And then the daughter who met him at the well brought him home. And so the man was very happy that he has a relative. He hadn't seen the sister since he was taken away to be married to Isaac and all of that. And now the, the sister has given birth and his son is a man now and all of that. And the son has now visited them at the village. And the man was a bit wealthy. But Jacob's coming to his house, Jacob started working. And was working amongst his girls. So the, the one that he met in town, who brought him in, was called Rachel. And this woman was so beautiful that Jacob decided to marry her. But she was a second daughter of Laban. And so what happened was that when he told the man, I wanted to marry this, your daughter, the uncle. He said, well, you can marry her, but you, you have to serve me for seven months. Seven years. And so he did. He served. In fact, it's so beautiful. When men are in love, they do wonderful things. So the Bible said the seven years was like uh, one week. He was cool. Then they had their wedding in the night. And the father made sure that the first daughter who wasn't married, they covered the veil and everything. And I, I have a sneaky suspicion that because they were sisters, they were a bit identical. So now in the night, they brought Jacob's wife to him. But the man was so ready that he didn't recognize that they have brought Leah, who is the first daughter. So they went and slept in the night, and that very night she became pregnant. So in the following morning when he got up, Ah! It be you be that. You are not the one that I wanted to marry. And the man told him that in my custom, if the elder sister has not married, the junior one cannot. So if you want the two, serve another Seven years. Countryman said, I won the two. He served seven years. So he got two sisters. For when I was thinking about it, I said, this thing. I should have been around to see. Anyway, I, he married two sisters. But you see, because of his first love, the one that the second one that he, he met in town, and his heart was so much about uh, into, into her, he disregarded the first one. Really didn't show much affection. But God, too, was so kind that because your first wife is your first wife. So, any night, pregnancy. Any night, pregnancy. Until Paul, 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 six boys. And the one that he loved had no child. All of this, Jacob said, I will still not love you. So Jacob had these two sisters and they were leaving. Then one day, listen to me carefully. I wish I had ten hours for this in my message. So one day, after the six children, boys, all of them boys, somehow, 
Rachel, finally, the Lord had mercy on Rachel. In fact, before the Lord had mercy on Rachel, any time, the, 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 you know, when the father gave uh, Leah the first wife, he added a maid servant. And then when the man served for seven years, he added another maid servant to go and serve. So now when this first one has given a lot of birth and all of that, and the second one doesn't seem to be having anything, she was so desperate that she said to the husband, this one is my own maid. So please, I allow you to sleep with her. And countryman too said, no problem. And slept with the maid, and the maid became pregnant. So she was happy that she has gotten something from this line. Now when the woman also saw that, the first wife saw that, the maid had done the job, she too brought her maid. All of this Jacob continued. And they kept producing. Bible is interesting. Please read all. Hallelujah. They kept producing boys, 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 until they had. So, you and your maid. You and your maid. Finally, the Lord was gracious to Rachel, and then Rachel had two boys. Also, they were sons of promise. Praise the Lord. That's another story. The wisdom of God is unbeatable. Anyway, but then they had the reason why I gave you this background is this. The first wife gave birth after the six boys gave birth to a beautiful daughter by name Dinah. By that time, Jacob is, has left Laban, the uncle, and they have gone to Canaan, the promised land. And that place, when they got there, the people, as soon as they landed in that city, the girl amongst 12 boys, can you imagine? She was the pampered girl of the day. You have all these macho boys who will always protect you. Because of that, as soon as they entered the place, Canaan, there was a city by name Shechem. That's where they dwelt. As soon as they landed in that place, Dinah, I'm going to see the city. She went to town. And as soon as she got to town, the prince of the town, in fact that city was called Shechem, it was named after the prince, that is the king's son. As soon as they landed and she went out and the eye of the boy saw the girl, he fell in love. And when he fell in love, it was not just love. Lured the girl and took her into her room and had an affair with the girl. So, by the time she came back to her father's house, her brothers were in the field. And the message was told to Jacob that somebody has violated your daughter. And Jacob didn't say a word because he was waiting for his sons. And when the sons came back to the house in the evening, your sister has been violated. And the boys said, what? Our only sister? You know, those boys decided to do something. They said, these people we will punish them. And this is how we will punish them. I have a reason to tell you this story. What we are going to do is that we will teach them a lesson. So, the king who is by name Hamor, whose son is Shechem, in the city that has been named after his son, went to meet Jacob and said, My son has fallen in love with your 
daughter, Dinah, would you please take her diary and let me and let my son marry your let my daughter marry your son. Jacob didn't say anything. His sons said, you know, it will be a violation for you to do that. Because we, we are circumcised people. So if you want to marry our sister, and you, because the chief also says that, well, what I want you to do, I want to marry your sister, and then you too, you can marry our people, the native people here. We can all do business together and live in peace, make, be prosperous, and then we we'll also be prosperous. I mean, it was a very, the boy said, oh, no problem. The only thing we have to do is that we have to circumcise every man. We have to circumcise every man. Do you understand circumcision? Okay. So, the, he, the people were so, the king was so excited. So he went out and then announced everything to the country. Please, if you are a young man, you are an old man. We are entering into agreement with these people. We want you to, we, we want to be one with them and marry their daughters and they can also marry ours. You know, so I beg you, would you please allow these people to come? And the sons of Jacob went and then they just circumcised everybody when they were sure that all the boys now have sauce. A crow. For three days. Can you imagine? Everybody was walking like that. And then, when they saw that they were in pain, sons of Jacob, when they saw that they cannot take gun, cutlass, they said, now we will teach you lesson for violating our sister. They killed all the men. Listen to this. So we will now read Genesis 34, 25. There's something I want you to catch. Why I'm telling you this story. Now it came to pass on the third day when they were in pain that the two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, each took his sword and came boldly upon the city and killed all the males. Continue for me, please. And they killed Hamor, that's the chief, and Shechem, his son, with the edge of the sword and took Dinah from Shechem's house and went out. They took their sister away. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city because their sister had been defiled. They took their, their, their sheep, their oxen, their, their oxen, their donkeys, what was in the city and what was in the field. They just collected every property those people had. And all their wealth. And their little ones and their wives, they took captives, captive, and plundered even all that was in the houses. They just finished those people. This is the reason why I said the whole story. Then Jacob said to his sons, Simeon and Levi, You have troubled me by making me obnoxious. Among the inhabitants of the land. Among the Canaanites. The Perisites. And since I'm few in number, they will gather themselves together against me and kill me. And I shall be destroyed. My household and I. Give this verse to me in message. Give it to me in NLT. Give it to me in good news. Would you like to read this one for me, message? One, two. You have made my name stink. 
Can we do it together now? One, two. Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You've made my name sting to high heaven among the people here. These Canaanites and Perizzites, if they decide to gang up on us and attack, as few as we are, we wouldn't stand a chance. They will wipe me and my people right off the map. NLT. I'll do this one. Afterward, Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have ruined me and made me stink among the people of this land. I love that portion. What say me ding? Mama me Let me tell you, brother. Let me tell you, sister. Don't smell to the people around you. Praise the Lord. Jacob said, I don't have a testimony. And I know if you study carefully when they landed, they were handled very well because they saw that they were special people. But by the deeds of Simeon and Levi, they started smelling to the people. Even to, listen to this, even to the outside world of Canaan. And Jacob said, they can all come together and gang up against me. Let me tell you, I have found out that we need to be very careful. We only believe, you see, let me tell you, what you say about who you are is not anything than what people can see. Praise the Lord. What you say you are is nothing than what people can testify for themselves. So it's better don't say anything than to be a child of God and let them judge it for themselves. When I saw the man use the word, you've made me stink. What does the good news say, Ellie? Jacob says to Simeon and Levi, you have gotten me into trouble. This is very kind. Trouble. You've spoiled my record. You have spoiled my record. And so all I want to say, evangelism starts with what people can observe. And like I said, when you have even preached to somebody and the person is saved, and the person comes closer and he sees contrary about your life, the inconsistencies, it can be dangerous. So I pray tonight that the Lord will help us so we will carry ourselves well. Amen. Evangelism starts with life. Jesus has lived and had been hated by people. But what they could never judge him on was the life that he lived. They never could point a finger at him. One day he stood up and said, Which of you can accuse me of anything I have done? What a beautiful statement. And I saw in the Bible, Samuel did the same thing. Paul did the same thing. I want you to prove that since I've been here, have I taken anybody's money? Have I taken anybody's wife? Have I done this? Have I done that? This is supposed to be the character of every believer. Praise the Lord. And Jesus says, which of you can accuse me? Now, Jacob said, you have made me stink. Ah. Now, Jesus has lived among men. Jesus has shown a kind of life 
that was blameless and spotless. And the disciples listened carefully. As they, as they got closer to Jesus and saw his lifestyle, they became so committed to him that when Jesus died and resurrected and went to heaven, they started walking like Jesus. Praise the Lord. So in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, when Peter and John have not said anything, listen to this, now when they saw, because they knew that Jesus was the only one who was so bold in everything that he said, he was so clean in everything he said. He was so righteous in everything he did or say. So the Bible says that when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they haven't spoken. Eh? They have spoken that they have seen that they are like their master. And then they perceived that they were uneducated because it's not coming from school. They saw that the way they could articulate themselves was not a school matter. They were uneducated. They were not trained men. They marveled and they realized that this could only be coming from Jesus. Your being with Jesus, may you and I be affected by Jesus. Yes, let's not just be church members. Let's, you see, the, the whole matter has to do with the Jesus in you must be made manifest. Hallelujah. And so, if you are here and you ever, and you are out there, you ever think that it is only a matter of talk. Reverend Macaulay used to say, talk is cheap. Let's not worry about how you can deliver. But let us be who the Bible says we are. Amen. Are you listening? So, they saw what does that mean? It means that people are watching us. It means that people are watching us. I must tell you that sometimes you can even believe in right, but I, want, I must tell you this. Even Jesus, he lived right, and yet people judged him. So I'm not trying to say that living like Jesus will not attract it will still attract. In fact, the best of people are the ones who will even think that you are too something. So I want to say, but let's not be discouraged. When we know what is right to do, just do it. Amen. Our obedience to Scripture spreads faster than anything I have ever seen. Whenever we become obedient to the word of the Lord and simply follow everything that the Bible... Now, tonight, tonight, just tonight, the Lord says, I have told you a lot. What I have told you, just be obedient by tongues and interpretation. Just simply, just do what I have told you. It's what God is making us talk about tonight. So I want us to know that let us not be church members. But let us be true children of God. Hallelujah. In, in, in the book of Romans chapter 16 verse 19. Our obedience to scripture will spread us abroad. The Bible says that for your obedience has become known to all. Somebody shout a big amen. Our obedience has become Known to all. Let me tell you. As we obey scripture. People will know how obedient we are. Therefore I am glad on your behalf. But I want you to be wise. In what is good. And, and, and simply concerning evil. He was saying that your obedience to scripture. Is, it has been made known. But be wise the more. And, and, and don't allow yourself to be involved in anything which is evil that can create problems. One of the things I saw, let me tell you, in the days of David, King Saul was an enemy. King Saul several times 
took spear and wanted to jab him up. In the midst of all, I love this statement. And I keep telling few people because I've also learned it. The Bible says he behaved himself wisely. Whenever you are with troublesome people, I have a piece of advice for you. Behave yourself wisely. You won't say amen. When you are with a troublesome boy, boss, only behave yourself wisely. When you are in a troublesome environment, political environment, behave yourself wisely. Whenever you find yourself in any environment that you are not too sure, behave yourself wisely. What does it mean to behave yourself wisely? Make sure that they cannot appoint any finger at you. And that's what the scripture says. Your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. When it comes to evil, may it not have any hook on you. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we complain. Majority of the time we complain. This man is too hard. This woman is too difficult. There is no need. In fact, stop complaining. Complaining also, do you know that it's also sin? So your duty is to be wise. And be like a, 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 a David who behaved himself wisely. If we do that, God will be glorified. Hallelujah. Are you listening? If we want our evangelism to be effective, a long time effect that will let people grow in grace and work strong. I'm not talking about compromises. I am not ready to compromise on righteousness. That can also be another matter. But I want to tell us if you want to have a long-term effect on evangelism, only carry Christ in your life. That's, that, that is it. Let your yea be yea, your no, no. What is right, you say it. That is just, just, just. No hunky-punky, no secret. Don't twist your mouth. Don't turn things. You just do it straight. When we do that, what people don't know, I want to tell you something. What people don't know is that people watch you. And it has so much effect. I have seen people who have been sleepless over people's lives because they are saying to themselves, I don't understand why this person is like this. And so tonight... If we're going to have a long-term effect and get many people attracted to Christ, the best thing to do is possibly say nothing about yourself. Let the testimony of the word speak for itself. Praise the Lord. That has a long-term effect. Quickly, let's have a look at something in First Thessalonians chapter Chapter 1, verse number 5, all the way to 7. 1 Thessalonians. Listen to this. I love the scripture. For our gospel, then they were talking gospel. For our gospel did not come to you in word only. Can you imagine? We came to preach to you. But we did not come only to preach to you. But also, there was a demonstration of power in the Holy Spirit and much assurance. And this is where I love. As you know what kind of men we were among you for your sakes. What does that mean? There be. 
but onyame tumi ededi e wono honhum kronkron e shemun kran give you an assurance shemun kran then this portion as you know what kind of man we were among you for your sex mwankasamu hunu se de esia na yentie ewo mumu yenemu tenai muamu hunu ye ya brabo ye bono eda edi praise the lord see brethren it's not talk it's not talk it's bigger than talk it's bigger than talk in the next verse 6 the bible says you became listen you see because now what they spoke and they lived according to what they spoke and by the power of the holy ghost and everything it convinced the people and these people they just don't talk because of that you know an anti bible say you became followers of us and of the Lord. Hallelujah. If we want people to come to Jesus in this evangelism month, as we are reminding ourselves by the help of the Holy Spirit, they must follow us and follow Jesus. They be, and you became followers of us and of the Lord. Haven't received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. Yan Samuna Yadibra Mono Nanya easy. A binumukra pamupam yayaka de batem pusiyang. In in fact, omu hayen crampo ye remaini calm, ye ye calm. Everything we did was so cool. Let me tell you, true religion is this that your word coincides with what you do. Hallelujah. Today, many people have neglected that aspect of faith. We are only looking at the oratories, those who can talk. And I have seen too many things in my life. Talkers are plenty, but I pray we will not become talkers in the name of Jesus. So that... You became example. Now listen to something that is happening here. When they brought the word of the Lord to the people. And the people watched their lives. Their lives became so attractive that the people started becoming like them. They stopped their idol worships and everything and became like the apostles. And when the apostles, they became like the apostles in no time. That second generation also became an example unto others. That's what he said. So that you became example to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believed. Hallelujah. Something is happening. So when we talk about evangelism is the, is the, is the way of life, what we are saying is that, brother, if somebody is going to change, he must have seen you change first. When he has seen that you have changed, it is not difficult for the person to follow you. And then when he follows you, he too will become an example. That's why we have testimonies such as, I don't know what you have done to this person. Since the day that he started following you, he has changed you. If your Christianity has not come to this level, tonight you are being ushered into it in the name of Jesus. Every one of us must have this testimony in his life or else there's a question. You must come to the point where you would have affected somebody and somebody would have affected somebody and then they will begin to say that, you know, since this man started coming to this woman in our area, the, the woman has changed you. And then the woman too will, will affect somebody because you see, People want to see. No wonder now I know that the Bible says that the whole creation are waiting for the manifestation of the children of God. Let me tell you, people are looking for solutions and solutions lies in the life of the believers. Praise the Lord. For you, 
Is that where we are? Yes. For you, uh, for from you, the word of the Lord has sounded forth. Mumu. Sounded forth, not only Macedonia and Achaia, but also every place. Praise the Lord. Listen, CFCC, if we carry ourselves well, there was a time a brother told me something. He was coming to church and then he met some colleagues. They, they met him and said, oh, where are you going? He said, I'm going to church. Oh, is this your church? Hey, this church, if you don't mean to go to heaven, don't go there. They told him, I pray that it remains like that in the name of Jesus. If you don't mean to go to heaven, if you mean to go to heaven, go there. But if you don't mean, then, okay. But also in every place. When I read the scripture many years ago, I saw that the lifestyle of a believer can affect not only one. It can affect in triple ways. And all of us must desire. Now, it raises a big question. Where are the believers on the jobs? Where are the people who call themselves Christians? What testimony do people carry? You must be burdened in the area where you live. What are you known for? And like I said in the beginning, people observe on the job that you do. What do people see? Do they only see a young lady who is coming up, croak, 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 who will say, I will go to church. When I'm after church, you know, May the Lord help us. But also in every place, your faith towards God has gone forth, has gone out, so that we do not need to say anything. And this was a big challenge to me. He said, so that we don't need to say anything. We don't need honestly to say anything about you anymore. Because every your lives are so evident about what you speak. And this scripture has shown me that there's a rippling effect. Praise the Lord. For they themselves declared concerning us what manner of entry we had to you. And how you turn to God from idols, from idols to save the living and the true God. Ha. Ha. You know, they didn't go and say, bring your idols. How do we say it? Idols. Mubusum. Mubusum na shishe empasino. Yengina crusade in kase ubianko fanabusum embra. But as you speak and you carry yourself, people, several times, about three or four, must be based me witness. We've gone to the north for crusades. I'm trying to remember a particular village that apostle went and opened the church and he wanted to extend it. So when we got there, we went into the village. And the pastor, of course, in the city of the blind, the eye, one, one eye man is the chief. When everybody else is blind and you have one that can help you, you are the king. So I remember we spent three days there. Must have been the last night. The man who was in charge of the church went and spoke to his pastor, the apostle, and said, Can you arrange for me 
to see this man. He said, why not? You can see him. Okay. So he said, can we talk? After the program, we went and sat somewhere. And then he said, I have something under my bed that I want you to burn it for me. He said, no problem. So we went and collected all those rubbish. We put fire. They didn't talk. The fire burned them. I want you to know, I'm sure, according to the word of the Lord, they must have seen something with us. Praise the Lord. Bungo Swing, we did the same thing. A gentleman whose wife has gone to follow Pastor Daniel and his, her life has become wonderful. And, you know, the man has inherited goals from his father. And this man, his wife, according to him, when he does any sacrifice and his wife goes to church and he comes, the sacrifice doesn't work. He was powerful. He saw that the power was coming down. And warned the wife that he should not step there. The wife said, I'm your, wa- I'm your wife, but you can't stop me from going. The woman insisted. That's a very good testimony. So when this woman who used to follow the husband to do all those cut cuts and put it on the gauze, some of them, when we were removing them, we would go out and say, there's one here. <laughs> and then we would go, stone. We would dig stone. We would go, ah, he says, this one is another one. We would remove and it's iron. You go, ah, then you have the horn also. Anyway, so by the grace of God, we burn all of them. But the brother, The testimony, listen to this before we come to a close, so we will pray to God. A bush woman who received Jesus and was following the word of the Lord, her life became a testimony. Her her own husband said he was spoiling my things. It got to a point I discovered that she has more power. So I said, I will also go there. And that is how the man became convicted and got saved. And so in one of the crusades, they were waiting for us that we will go and start digging. His father apparently, who died and gave him the heritage, was the chief witch in the whole of that village. Everybody, if you want to do, go there. And the brother inherited it. And it was working until his wife got saved. And the wife took Jesus to the house. Dead. No here. You don't stop that. I will kill you. He said, I will not stop. And finally, he himself said, me too, I will follow. And he went And the word of the Lord arrested him. Praise the Lord. And when he got saved, he said, we need to burn them. And Pastor Daniel said, oh, Papa will come, so let's. And then we went and burned them. Today he's fine. He, I remember when we were in his house, one of, he said, look, when I gave my life to Christ, we were living in a mad house. Look at me, now I have a blog house. We didn't have baby. We were struggling to have a baby. Now when I gave my life to Jesus, we have babies. People are here. They were there. I'm not telling fables. And so brethren, evangelism. And I know that by now, if the brother is continuing in the faith, the whole village would have surrendered to Jesus. Praise the Lord. I remember one of the things he said. He said, now he's, the people are jealous of me because they see I have put on block. In those days I would have been afraid because they would kill me. But now they can't because of Jesus. 
So brother, the life we carry is important. Effective evangelism can only be when we carry Jesus in our lives. Can we stand to pray, please? Can I beg you to pray for yourself? Simply, you may be at home, just tell the Lord, I want to bear you in my mortal body. I want to be effective. I want to show forth your life. You know, let me tell you, each one of us must be very hungry. Look at this lady. Look at this lady. She's just a simple child of God. Because she became obedient to whatever the Lord told her, exactly as the Lord said to us in the beginning of this meeting, because she became obedient and was following everything, look at that, she became a testimony to her own husband, and her husband got saved. What testimony are you carrying? Who have you affected? Have you even taught that there is this, there is this blessing of God over your life that can affect so many people? Can we be sincere and tell the Lord that, Lord, I am I, the only person who knows my testimony, nobody else. Can we beg God that from now on we want such testimonies? From now on we want people to acknowledge that we serve a living God. The Bible says when they saw their boldness, what do people see about us? Oh, tonight, can we beg God? Father, we see that there is a testimony. We see that evangelism will be much easier when we carry you. Lord, would you affect my life? Would you affect the life of every one of us? Oh, Jesus. Hey, meaning if they are not being saved, we are the ones who are not standing right. And so we beg you, Lord. The area that you live, the people that are around you, would you, be, would you be sincere to ask yourself, how do they see me? I beg you. How do they see me? Please don't take it for granted. Because if you can have the testimony of men, how would you have the testimony of God? Would you please ask the Lord and say, Lord, I want this light to shine. I want to be effective. You know, brethren, do you know that some people, we may not have the chance even to talk to them about the Lord, but the Lord is using our lives as a mirror to them. And on that day, the Lord will only point out to them that, do you know, didn't you see this life? And then when you saw it several times, you were asking yourself that, why is this person like this? Let me tell you, even that one too will bring people to judgment. So we want to plead with God that our lives will not be careless. We want to plead with God that He would help us never to be careless at all. Lord, I pray tonight in the name of Jesus, I ask that, oh God, this light will shine. This life will shine, Lord. Tonight, the reminder that evangelism ought to be effective through my life. I come to you that we may align me, Lord, to this truth. Oh, I could sense the Lord say, have you, have you casted your mind back? How do people see you? Where is your testimony? Where is my testimony? Oh, to the dying world, to the unbeliever, where is my testimony? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray tonight for everyone, Lord. I pray that this will become a matter on our hearts, which will not be taken for granted. Oh, on the jobs, Lord, let this testimony be made known. In our homes, let this testimony be made known. 
in our areas. Let this testimony be made known. Even in church, I pray that the testimony of the Son of God in us will be made known. I thank you and I bless you for hearing us. In Jesus' name, Amen.